catastrophic food failure. You mentioned a timeline the end of this year. You mentioned uh, digital food rationing cards would be implemented before the end of this year. I believe you said that. Now, now to me, that that sounds even more concerning. I mean, I thought they're going to do it sometime next year, but are you seeing like the incoming crop reports being so poor that there's, there's going to be food uprisings and price controls and rationing before the end of this calendar year? Can you confirm that? We'll have some numbers from yesterday, three basis points down versus estimate on corn yields so far, putting it at 170 million to 172 million. That's already down from even what the road, even the dismal estimates at, that were just, oh, it's going to shake the market and it's down 3% just in the first weeks of what's considered like the harvest report. You know, before they had crop tours where they were out looking at the wheat fields, looking at the corn fields, looking at the soy fields. And those are reports that come in during the growth and maturation phase. Well, now we're actually into the harvest reporting. And every day and week that we move forward, especially with wheat out of Kansas and other parts in central grow areas, including parts of Texas, drought, drought, drought. And those uh, bushels per acre are looking at 2025 bushels per acre. Western Kansas, when the average is 62, 55 to 62, they're looking at really big losses across the way here. And Canada also said their grain traders and it had scolded the USDA for overestimating 15% of what wheat yields would be out of Canada. And this is all coming so in right now as the harvest season. Manipulation by the government to overstate production in order to try to drive down prices uh, and make Americans think there's not inflation. But this is only going to backfire as soon as reality uh, hits the supply chain here. Um, look, we'll, we'll talk about that on the other side. We're going to break. But folks, stay with us. we got David Dubine here about food scarcity. We'll be right back. Right, right now, Attorney General Merrick Garland is addressing the nation in answering some questions, some accusations about the DOJ and the FBI being weaponized against the American people. We don't yet know what he's going to say, probably something along the lines of uh, claiming they're not the bad guys, even though they clearly are. But let's go to that just for a little bit and see what he's saying right now. We'll come back with analysis and also our guests coming up. Can we go to that right now? Authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule okay, of law I, I, I gotta is applying the law evenly. Faithful adherence to the rule of law. This guy is going to lecture us about the rule of law. Are you kidding me? The lawless DOJ, the lawless FBI, their selective persecution and prosecution of anyone close to Trump or conservatives or Christian or pro-Second Amendment groups this is this is outrageous. Merrick Garland doesn't represent the rule of law. He represents lawless chaos. 
He represents a despotic, evil regime that was not even properly elected, that stole their position of power and is wielding it as a weapon against the American people. I, you know, look, I'm sorry. I can't sit here and watch that. I don't know about all of you. I can't watch that. So, look, let's do this. The producers here at InfoWars, they're going to keep watching this. If, if Garland breaks some major piece of news that isn't just him reading some script and lying to us, then we'll bring you that information. Does that sound fair? Uh, until then, let's get back to reality and talk about what's really going on. But just, just so you know, Merrick Garland is claiming that he's upholding the rule of law and that this was a proper search warrant. Well, hey, if that's the case, where's the, the raid on Hillary Clinton and all her emails? Where's the raid on Barack Obama's mansion and all the documents that he refused to give back? Where's uh, What about the raid on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden because of everything that's on his laptop? I mean, we, we could just go on and on, Uranium One, the whole deal. But, of course, you already knew that because you're well-informed. So we're just going to move on here and see if something comes out of that. So shifting focus to the food scarcity topic today, we know that they're trying to starve us out. So, yes, the powers that be are wielding government as a weapon against humanity. They're trying to commit genocide here in America. And they have deliberately shut down the energy infrastructure transportation, logistics, affecting fertilizer, food, farming, the supply chain of tractor parts and agricultural equipment, and they're doing so while claiming there's no food inflation whatsoever, while the news yesterday said eggs are up 47%, but Kamala and Joe Biden claim that it's 0% inflation for July? Well, let's see, 0 versus 47%. Hmm, that's a pretty big gap. I think 47%, that's inflation, and 47 that's kind of like Kamala's IQ, I think. Uh, maybe Joe Biden's functional IQ, but nevertheless, jokes aside, let's get down to some serious issues here. Our guest today is David Dubine. Uh, Adapt 2030 is his channel. David, thank you for joining me on such short notice. It's an extraordinary day. I, I appreciate you coming on to talk about what's happening to all of us as genocide is being carried out against humanity. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And what we're seeing right now is a full distraction from the impending tidal wave of food inavailability, food price rises, armed security guards in your stores, and the final implementation of a digital rationing card at the end of the year. So if this is inbound, there would be a lot of resistance against it. But if the distraction factor is 11 plus on the other side, Think about how much this has taken away from those looking at the grain shipments refused coming out of the Baltic Sea. You know, these grain shipments coming out are being refused now, either stolen grain or subpar grain that can't even be used for animal feed, and they're trying to paint rosy pictures of all oh, the exports are up and running, don't worry about it. Everywhere you look, the southern hemisphere, the amount of ash down there that is going to dent greatly yields moving forward. The world's hopeful that the Southern Hemisphere can produce enough to get us out of this conundrum, but as it looks right now, it's not going to happen. The Southern Hemisphere is going to experience worse fertilizer shortages because supply chains have not caught up, and they're going into the planting season in another month and a half or so. you got all the ash from the Tonga eruption that's going to cool and has cooled temperatures data-wise already provable, and the pesticides and herbicides are going to be even tighter supply when we come to the Southern Hemisphere, but they have an exponential factor of ash into a volcanic winter light version happening right now that is not happening or occurring in the Northern Hemisphere. So traders looking at the Southern Hemisphere 
you know, this is going to be a frightening scenario when they realize planting time that the yields coming out are going to be so record low that there's no way to alleviate any shortages. And you can so distract all while you want. They're lecturing the us point, about right? global warming. What's actually happening is this ash is circulating, blocking out the sun to some significant extent. I mean, it's not necessarily visible with the naked eye, but in terms of actual solar radiation that's reaching the surface of the Earth and being converted into plant energy via photosynthesis, that actual number is diminished. And you're saying that that's going to affect uh, crop production and also temperatures in the southern hemisphere. Uh, that's uh, n no one's even talking about that in mainstream media. They're just pretending that warming is the problem. Look how hot it is. You're saying the the opposite problem is going to we're going to face the opposite situation here in the coming months. Well, it's already in play. And that's the whole reason I could present some data, because now there's data to fill in those gaps of what would have been based on historical precedent. When you have a large volcanic eruption of a VEI six planet cools. There's an enormous amount of news articles coming out saying, no, 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 this time it's different. It was water vapor because it was an oceanic eruption, and this time it's going to warm the planet, not cool. So the last million years of data that you have that volcanic eruptions cool the planet, I'm sorry, it's different this time. This is a special one. Don't believe that last million years of data. Just believe us. And every event you're seeing on the extremes could be also explained through magnetic field anomalies as the sun stepping down or magnetic fields wandering northern and southern hemispheres and the magnetic wander all perturbing or making jet streams and cloud cells bunch on top of each other and go into different places. Again, it's a distraction. They're feeding you an excuse, global warming, global warming, global warming. But when you talk about magnetic field intensity and things just so far out of our control, it's a civilization cycle on a reset again. Governments are riding on top of this natural cycle. You got to distract in order for it will work so the populace doesn't panic before you need them to panic. And once the panic's so there, then there's about problem a reaction solution. A catastrophic food failure. You mentioned a timeline, the end of this year. You mentioned uh, digital food rationing cards would be implemented before the end of this year. I believe you said that. Now, now to me, that that sounds even more concerning. I mean, I thought they're going to do it sometime next year. But are you seeing the, like the incoming crop reports being so poor that there's, there's going to be food uprisings and price controls and rationing before the end of this calendar year. Can you confirm that? We'll have some numbers from yesterday. Three basis points down versus estimate on corn yield so far, putting it at 170 million to 172 million. That's already down from even what the road, even the dismal estimates at, that were just, oh, it's going to shake the market and it's down 3% just in the first weeks of what was considered like the harvest report you know before they had crop tours where they were out looking at the wheat fields looking at the corn fields looking at the soy fields and those are reports that come in during the growth and maturation phase well now we're actually into the harvest reporting and every day and week that we move forward especially with wheat out of kansas and other parts in central grow areas including parts of texas drought 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 and those uh bushels per acre are looking to 2025 Bushels per acre, western Kansas, when the average is 62, 55 to 62. They're looking at really big losses across the way here. And Canada also said their grain traders had scolded the USDA for overestimating 15% of what wheat yields would be out of Canada. And this is all coming so in right now as the harvest season. Manipulation by the government to overstate production in order to try to drive down prices uh, and make Americans think there's not inflation. But 
this is only going to backfire as soon as reality uh, hits the supply chain here. Um, look, we'll, we'll talk about that on the other side. We're going to break. But, folks, stay with us. we got David Dubine here about food scarcity. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, Attorney General Merrick Garland has just given a live talk to the nation and kind of lecturing the nation. He says that he personally approved the raid on Trump's uh, private residence. Of course, he doesn't call it a raid. You're not allowed to use the term raid or recession. Seems like there's a ban on words that begin with R under the Biden regime. Isn't that interesting? No recession, no raid. I, I, I wonder what else uh, will be banned coming up. But you're not allowed to talk about a raid Garland says he approved it, so I just want to give a round of applause to Merrick Garland for helping Trump get elected in 2024 and helping Trump have his record fundraising uh, burst of activity following the raid on Trump's private residence. Merrick Garland, who falsely claims to uphold the rule of law, is really working almost hand-in-hand to get Trump elected and to wake up the American people about the abuses of the rogue FBI which even now members of the U.S. Congress are saying should be completely defunded, dismantled, disbanded. And if Trump does get into the White House in the next election, if he runs, he hasn't officially announced yet, but if he runs, if he gets elected, he's promised to just gut the federal bureaucracy, which is exactly what needs to happen. And you've even got Arizona Governor candidate Carrie Lake who deserves your support, by the way, saying that it's time to essentially nullify the rogue federal agencies in the state of Arizona. She's absolutely correct about that. Now, uh, just shortly, we're going to go to our guest, uh, David Dubine. Thank you, David, for standing by. But i got to bring in something else, some shocking photos of the IRS training their agents to shoot and kill Americans. These photos have come out in the 2021 annual report of the IRS uh, what's it called, the Criminal Investigations Unit. It's IRS-CI. You see these photos. These are IRS agents. This is in the annual report. There's a rifle team of IRS agents uh, planning to raid and shoot Americans. And then there's pistol training. And you notice that they're using handguns against multiple targets. Those are the Americans that they're planning on shooting. And then, of course, as InfoWars has been covering for the last day or so, the IRS put out a help wanted ad that required new hires to be willing to use, quote, deadly force against the American people, which is another way of saying they want to uh, have employees who are willing to kill Americans, willing to fire upon Americans. And on top of this, the IRS, just this year, just between, I believe it was February and May of this year, they purchased $700,000 nearly in ammunition. And that's something like 5 million rounds of ammunition. I forgot the exact round count. It's many millions of rounds of ammunition including AR-15 ammo, shotgun ammo, 9mm pistol ammo. And this is supposed to be for bean counters who tell you how much you owe. Uh, the IRS is building a private army that they admit is there to have people who are willing to kill Americans. And the FBI is running a selective persecution series of raids and arrests and confiscations only targeting conservatives while covering up the crimes of Democrats while covering up Hunter Biden's laptop, while protecting Hillary Clinton no matter what. And we're supposed to believe from the DOJ that we're watching the rule of law? No, we're watching the rule of lawlessness, the tyranny of lawlessness. Everybody sees it. Everybody sees it. And frankly, Trump's standing is stronger than ever. And we're seeing 
candidates like Kerry Lake and members of Congress who are now just standing up and saying enough is enough. We've got to stop this tyranny. We've got to take America back peacefully and nullify these rogue federal agencies that are completely out of control. All right. I just wanted you to see those shocking IRS photos. The IRS is training to kill you. They are. That's, I mean, they admit it. That's in their job listing. They're training to kill you. Okay. Going back to our food scarcity topic. Again, we've got David Dubine joining us from ADAPT 2030. I want to thank you, David, for your patience. There's a lot of breaking news happening today. But you were just talking about the ramifications of this incredibly engineered food scarcity emergency. And you believe that by the end of this year, we're going to have uh, digital food rationing cards. Uh, I'll go to you in just a second, but I want to add, James Rickards just did an interview with uh, Kiyosaki where he talked about, he even gave a date, I think he said December 12th or December 13th of this year, there would be a switch from the dollar and cash would be outlawed and they would bring people, they would force everybody into the central bank digital currencies. That aligns with what you just said, David, that you'll, you'll be in a digital wallet and they'll control what you're allowed to buy and where you're allowed to even spend your digital dollars. It's a nightmare scenario. Your comments, please. Well, instead of taking our country back, we need to take our planet back. This fight between light and dark that exists in front of us all bear to see now. It's about taking our full planet back, not just a single country. In different words, our words that you were mentioning that are going to be forbidden, well, rationing will be another one. You can add another one there. It won't be rationing. It'll be like, well, you're just limited to this particular amount of butter for this amount of time for your family. I'm thinking about digital rationing cards. It's so nefarious because in the old days, uh, a child could walk down with their family's ration card and get it from the storekeeper. But now they're going to be using digital facial recognition for you to unlock that card, which means only the person who is validated to use that ration is allowed to use it, but they have to go to the store. And what happens if you're sick or you become invalid because whatever reasons? How does that transfer to another to be able to utilize that? It doesn't. It's a one use for one person only. And another thing that's really shocking for me is, you know, I will give you a way to reutilize the funds. How about a Manhattan project for farm inputs, for herbicides, pesticides? Think, I'm not a fan. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of polluting our planet and doing agribiz the way it is. It does provide the yields. We're going to switch eventually. But the way it's done today, we are so lacking in those inputs that it is going to affect the amount of food for production for ethanol, for animal husbandry, and what for human consumption foods are. What about our own farmers? Can we spend billions of dollars sending it over to, to waste in different nations when we could use that for subsidies for our farmers, for our own diesel fuel on our own farms to provide food for the American people and then to export? I mean, is it too much to ask to pull back and then provide for at least the very base of a society, the basic foodstuffs to be manufactured, grown and distributed in a nation so we can remain strong? Is that a little too much to ask? Well, well, it is you know, too much to ask of this administration, you know, you know, David, to answer your question. They're sending billions of dollars over to Ukraine, which is only resulting in more Ukrainian young men, innocent men uh, dying because they're not properly trained on these weapons. The money is vanishing. It's disappearing. Roughly only 30 percent of that money is even getting to weapons that are on the front lines. But at the same time, the regime will not fund protecting our border or enhancing our railroads or investing in like low energy nuclear reaction technology that can create energy abundance and so on. You know, it's 
it's so twisted. It's obviously engineered. We are being culled. We are being starved to death. And you know, I got to say, David, you're on top of this more than anybody I know. You're, you're, you're monitoring the news. Uh, we got to talk about how people can get prepared against this because of what's coming. It's going to be uh, catastrophic, the food shortages and the food inflation. Even if the food's there, who's going to be able to afford it? Um, I'm sorry, David. We're going to go to break here in, in just a second. But when we come back, we'll go right to you, unless Garland interrupts. We'll go right back to you. I want you to tell us about how are people going to eat when this happens? Like, what is that going to look like? The riots, if, if you think that's going to happen, the uprisings, the lines. You tell us what you think America is going to look like. We'll be right back with David Devine. Stay with us. The globalist great reset or the war for the world is here. But humanity is not being caught flat-footed because of InfoWars and because of your support. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now more important than ever as we reach the critical heart of the battle that you spread the word and that you support liberty and that you warn people like you've never done before. We have come so far together. Please help keep us on the air. We're under massive attack right now, but we're going to win with your help. We're going to overcome this with your help and with God's blessing. Please go to InfoWarsTore.com and get this book. Many, many, many years of research have gone into this. The Great Reset and the War for the World, available right now at InfoWarsTore.com. There's also signed copies available as well. We've got a lot of other big projects we're working on that are about to start launching as well. But this is the cavalry because we need the funding and you need this book because it warns the world of the globalist plan. Get the Great Reset at InfoWarsTore.com. I forgot to mention when we were showing the photos of the IRS agents training to kill Americans that the IRS is also impersonating police. You notice that their shirts are emblazoned with police and then IRS-CI. That's IRS Criminal Investigations. Uh, the IRS has no authority, no constitutional authority whatsoever to be a private police force to run around with weapons of war, as the Democrats say, on the streets of America to try to confiscate from people, coerce people, threaten people. And yet the so-called Inflation Reduction Act is going to now add 87,000 IRS agents. That's a military sized force. And as we know, confirmed, this is not exaggeration. Some of those new hires are demanded to be willing to kill Americans. And that's what the IRS is doing. They are raising an army of armed enforcers of federal government tyranny. That is a fact. That is 100% confirmed by the IRS itself in their job listing. There it is. They have to be willing to carry a firearm, be willing to use deadly force if necessary. So, so David Devine, uh, your channels are Adapt 2030 on YouTube and other platforms. So what you're seeing, and I know you follow all this news, although your focus is food, but, you know, we're seeing that government is trying to uh, commit genocide against the people of the world, not just Americans, but all over the world. Food is one of those vectors. So I asked you before the break, what is America going to look like this coming December, January, and February as this food scarcity situation worsens? Go ahead, sir. I'm going to pull up this book here because we need a history book, The Great Depression, A Diary. They confiscated people's homes for as little as $87 owed in federal taxes or land taxes at that time. The Green Deal that we know now as the New Green Deal and the New Deal that was put forth for public works projects to get people working again. So you mentioned the new dollar. 
Well, how would people accept that? There'd still be a division of, hey, I want the old dollar, and what happens with the new dollar? Well, what they did was they started paying people on these public works projects the new money, if you will, the new what we understand now is just a printable dollar versus being backed by gold. So shopkeepers had to start to accept it. They went away from the physical coinage, which was demanded earlier. They paid everybody in the public works project in that new form of currency. They didn't change the name, though. It went from a gold-backed into just a printable paper, which we know now print-on-demand, Fed notes. And that was the whole key is getting it into general circulation through public works projects. Yeah, the WPA. And then once they had that, then everybody else had to follow in line to accept it. And that's how they got general acceptance to move forward. You know, I look at a lot of understanding these patterns and how they're going to implement new. The new is the old. There's nothing really new under the sun. It's just a re, uh, reformulation of the old. Add, you know, you're a chemist, you know, add an extra molecule over here and call it something different, but it's nearly the same. We're going to see the same things happening. Now, how does this go to food? Well, if you're going to go to the digital, then everything that will be bought, they'll require you to use the new digital to buy the food. Food will be the weapon, more the monetary instrument of value of trade to get you into the store or allow you to buy the food will the new, be the new monetary weapon. It'll be a hybrid this time of food and digital you know, dollars or central bank digital issuance. It's that they're still going to call it the dollar. It's just as different as a gold-backed note versus just printed paper with nothing behind it except the faith of the Fed. This time they're going to so switch it. They're still going to call it a digital dollar, but I assure you it is something very, very different. Not well, then food becomes the leverage to force people into the digital currency system, and once people accept the digital currency, then they can be slowly starved of food by putting calorie limits because they're monitoring everything that you're buying. Like, oh, you've hit your 2,000 calorie limit today, or you've hit your uh, $80 a week on gasoline limit you know, once they control your digital currency, they control everything, and they can limit everything, and they can tax you and fine you automatically, even without you participating. They just deduct the money out of your digital wallet. I mean, I mean are they going to be successful in your view of convincing people to go to this, or are people going to be so desperate they're just going to say, "Please give me any way to feed myself"? That's right. What you just mentioned is probably step two or three down the way. The first is going to have to be everybody getting them to accept it first. Now, if you put that stipulation in there that to buy food, you have to use the new digital dollar, and that will be the purchase mechanism for your food, then the acceptance will be there. And then a couple steps down the road, months or a year later, then they can start to put those thumb screws on you and make you comply. But, you know, between here and there, what's going to happen? Could they call force majeure on some corn deliveries, and then they could limit the ethanol supply, which would then degradate the uh, fuel supply across America, and there would be even less fuel, but then it goes back and rolls into the basic foodstuffs, which allows a further market collapse to bring us into the digital issuance. Because they need something massive, massive, like we have never seen in history, to bring in an entirely new system where everybody understands in a day or a week or a month unanimously that we have moved to a new system. Completely, and there's no old system to go back to. Don't question it. Don't ask. We are at the new system only. That's the only choice forward. It's going to be half, that gargantuan of a collapse to get the ship for the public perception, not only in America, but globally for a settlement instrument. Because I don't see people walking with bags of gold across the border anywhere. It's, it's illegal to do that. But protecting yourself is problem a new era. A new era of food prohibition, in other words, uh, criminalizing the buying and selling and trading of food using anything other than the required digital currency. So 
They're going to have to criminalize, you know, local farmers. And say, oh, you're a potato smuggler. Now, uh, we saw you selling potatoes in the Walmart parking lot. You know, that's a that's a crime now. You're going to jail, you potato smuggler. Um, don't they have to mass criminalize all of the local food systems in order to enforce this nightmare scenario that you're describing? You have to crimp it enough to cause the starvation and cause the panic to get you. No, at, at the beginning, I really believe that, you know, knowing what the problem is going to be, this is going to be a purposeful, and you said it a, a bunch of times, too, it's a purposeful collapse, a purposeful uh, pulling back on the availability of food with a perception of shortages. Now, when is it that they release the strategic food reserves across the United States? I think we got 1.5 billion pounds of butter and this sort of thing. It's a strategic food reserve. When does that get released and who gets it? But if you know all that's inbound, then you should already be out there buying your farm tools because here's, if it gets to that point in December and the entire planet knows where this is happening and all Americans understand it, you only have probably a couple million farm tools in America, a couple million shovels, a few million rakes and hoes, but you're going to have 40, 50 million family households that want to get those same items. So if there's 50 million households that want it, you got 2 million available shovels, that means 48 million are going to go without. And you're going to need everything you can, and then you're going to need to a way to store it, dehydrate it, whatever way you want to preserve it for a, a future date or a later date for usage. You know, anything that you have for storable foods, and I know you got the Ranger buckets there, anything that you can keep for long-term storable foods in case you can't get to the supermarket, you're going to have to grow your own food. So seeds are going to become incredibly valuable. And then, you know, I've had the same discussion. What about seeds? Are those going to become illegal as well? Because, you know, there are some places now where they're saying, hey, you use those Chinese seeds, then we need to backtrack those. And then if you have the Chinese uh, marker in there, it's like a DNA marker in some of the vegetable seeds that came from China, they're allowed legally to come and rip your gardens out. And I do believe that's in Minnesota they passed that law. There are so all kinds of seed restrictions state by state across America right now. It's it's illegal even to ship many different types of seeds to many different states, by the way. Uh, so you're exactly right, David. I think they're just going to tighten the screws on that and then basically outlaw uh, home gardening to the extent that they can get away with it. So that means people are going to have to go to guerrilla gardening, which is kind of like a, a World War II tactic. I mean, I, you know, because I used to live in Taiwan, I know people who are old enough to have grown guerrilla gardens in Taiwan under Japanese occupation at that time. And the only way they didn't starve to death was they had a little secret, like, sweet potato garden out behind the trees or whatever. That kept them alive. I know people like that. I've heard those stories directly. That's what's going to happen in America based on what you're describing. And, and the average person has no clue. Final thoughts on that point. It's not what I'm describing. It's what the general media is telling you, but you need to connect those dots across the wider narrative. You know, they have to put it out there. So you find dot number one, and you see, and then go back through history, and this Great Depression was such a good blueprint of what is about to come and how control was gained over. Because you think in the 1930s how free and wild and wonderful, and everybody was so generous and gentle, and they confiscated homes for as little under $100. Okay. There was one more segment. David, stay with us for one more segment. We'll be back. Got to go to a break. More with David Dubon on the other side of this segment. Stay with us. All right. Final segment for the fourth hour today on the Alex Jones Show, Infowars.com and Band.video. I'm Mike Adams, the founder of NaturalNews.com. And here's a fascinating headline from the Gateway Pundit. Just came out. Here it is. The Gateway Pundit.com. 
Dirtbag alert. A.G. Garland threatens Americans who attack, quote, integrity of the FBI. <laughs> really a laughable concept. Basically admits they got nothing in the raid. So that's breaking news. They got nothing in the raid, nothing that they can use, nothing criminal because Trump did nothing wrong. And it begs the question, did Trump's team actually bait the DOJ and the FBI into this raid? And they fell for it because they were so hungry to try to get something on Trump where they baited into this and they were suckered in. And by the way, we have confirmation that most of the security cameras in Mar-a-Lago were still running. So there's video of the FBI conducting this illegal, unconstitutional raid on Trump's private residence. How much you want to bet we're going to start to see some of that video coming out pretty soon. We also learned that uh, the FBI rifled through Melania Trump's lingerie collection you know like a bunch of perverts which of course is not surprising given what this regime stands for so uh this is what we're looking at now and i i think trump just outplayed them yet again trump is now more popular than ever he has more support than ever he's got more fundraising than ever happening right now and america is beyond angry and it doesn't mean that anybody should take up arms against the fbi or anything crazy like that we got to do this peacefully but people are ready to defund, dismantle, remove from power these out-of-control, loose-cannon, rogue agencies that have no constitutional authority whatsoever. This is why we need to win elections. Get people like Trump, get America First candidates back in charge of this country, and then gut the entire bureaucratic, corrupt system. Just gut it. Gut them like a, I mean, financially speaking, like a, like gutting a fish, just reduce it 90%. There goes your funding. You know, good luck. Go, uh, go chase that down the street. Anyway, continuing now with uh, David Dubine of Adapt 2030, talking about food scarcity. Uh, David, the situation that you're outlining, and I want to encourage people to watch your videos and your analysis. You got a lot more details in your, your YouTube vid videos and other uh, platforms as well. But the picture that you're painting is pretty dystopian it's, it's it's a nightmare scenario for america and i agree with you if people don't have food and seeds and know how to grow food they're not going to make it through this what's going to happen in your view especially to those people who are in the cities who have uh, relatively little self-reliance if they don't have stored food what are they going to do that's a good question because at that point they have no choice there's no choice b at that point and speaking of an integrity check for agencies, how about we rein in the USDA for a minute there? You know, the USDA's mission statement is to stabilize markets. It's not to give you the truth about crop production, crop yields, or what the carryover stocks are. Estimates are estimates. It's to stabilize markets. So as we look across, how many lies are being told to prevent panic? Oh, it'll be okay in the city. Sure it will. I mean, even if you had a large balcony... Could you grow enough food? I do not think so, even if it was automated. And then what choice does that give you? Then you look back through chapters of history when cities were encircled. Or we could talk about the Holmador where all of the Ukraine was encircled and the wheat farmers were starved to death. We could go back to Poland. We can go to any city you want to, Krakow. We could talk about the ghettos. We could talk about anywhere you want through history when they encircle a city you starve to death generally. There's no other choice. You either do what they say or you starve, and they're going to let you die right there. They won't care if they don't take you away first because there'll be a problem at that point. You might incite others. But the whole way around this is getting ready and understanding these problems are here. 
and looking beyond what the news is feeding you, especially with this corrupted climate signs that we're seeing where temperature stations are in parking lots, and they're, they're trying to weave together excuses for when you're seeing these extremes. Now, Mike, for just an example here, over the, I'm only talking nine days of news. Heaviest rains recorded hit buildings so hard in Yemen they collapsed. Well, that's a desert event. Ioto volcano in Japan erupting for the first time after 1,000 years. Heaviest rainfalls in Seoul in almost 200 years. Death Valley, a year's worth of rain in a day. Pakistan, eight times the normal amount of rain. And we saw what happened in Kentucky. Now Uganda has record rains. And this just continues on and on. These are the effects of what's happening with a, a, a decreasing magnetic field on our planet. And if you know that magnetic field is going to continue to decrease further, that these weather extremes are going to continue to amplify into the once in a 2,000 year event. Every storm system coming through, this is why the ancients were terrified of the skies and they built dolmens across the planet. They understood these cycles and they've left them to the, to us in legend, lore and stories, petroglyphs and I'm surprised we don't take a look at what had happened in the ancient times. Now it's provable that the magnetic field's in a wander state. So the more these cloud cells are bunching up, the more cosmic rays are creating new cloud layers from 18,000 to, say, 23,000 feet. There's an entire new layer of cloud being built across the planet that's now looping and interplaying with what is traditionally our jet streams and cloud cells that go from zero degrees at the equator up to 30 north and 30 north to 60 north and then up to the Arctic and the same would be for the southern hemisphere. Now there's an entirely David, I, new I, latitude cloud in there. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but i got to add to this, David. On top of this, remember they're doing carbon sequestration, which means they're building these massive machines to suck CO2 out of the atmosphere, which is a form of terraforming. Folks, this is beyond geoengineering. This is altering the atmosphere of an entire planet. This is terraforming. They take out CO2, add it to everything you just said, David, where there, there's uh, weather radicalization because of the weakening uh, magnetic uh, field or the magnetosphere around Earth. So more electromagnetic energy penetrates in certain areas in an unpredictable way, by the way, from the sun. So you have more floods, more droughts, more radical weather, more high winds, perhaps more hurricanes and tornadoes on top of CO2 coming down because they're sucking it out of the air. And plants need CO2 to function. It's, it's photosynthesis, folks. So crop failures are being engineered into the system on top of the natural, uh, shall we call it, space. That's not really space weather. I mean, it's, it's Earth's magnetosphere, but that's a natural event. Our crops are going to be devastated worldwide. Go ahead. There, if you look at the Rhine River, it's below shipping levels now where the river has gone so low, and many rivers across France are impassable for any types of traffic. Yet they try to continue to tell us there's going to be record crop production coming out of Germany and France in these same areas that are experiencing once in a 500-year drought. So even what you're seeing now, and then uh, I have a number for Ukraine here, only 20% of all arable farmland was planted this year. So these hopeful stories yeah. of the Ukraine is going to produce and all these exports coming out to offset shortages just don't make sense. And then if right. I could add one more thing, 
You know, yeah. there's an inbound current flow from our sun, and that's how we get, you know, the aurora borealis, or you get the australis borealis, which is the southern hemisphere uh, lights, southern lights. There's outbound flows, too. If there's too much electricity in the crust, and the, the atmosphere and the crust are a different charge, and they're overcharged, our crust is going to release, and when it does, it comes out, connects to those field lines in space, but as it's coming out, it's electrified, and those clouds in that regional area are being affected with microclimate systems being more highly charged, which would put more uh, cloud particulates and more formation of heavier storms in certain locales. And this is the outbound current flow is something to think about, too, and that generally happens uh, 40 degrees north or south latitude is the heaviest outbound current flow. The heaviest inflow is obviously going to be at the poles. But it's a it's a dual directional uh, current here. It's not just one way. So then, when you start to map out where the outbound current flows are, and you look at the crop production zones under those, knowing that regional weather systems will be affected, then you can start to see that it's a pattern, and you can map it out. And if you do do uh, some GIS mapping or whatnot, you can start to put pins on the dot, and then you start to look for. Uh, red sprites, blue jets, and these electrical events above thunderstorms that will show you there is indeed an intensified current outflow. And then you start to go, hmm, a lot of crops are going to be lost there too. So everywhere you look, wow. it's either extremes on everything, but a lot of it's electrically driven, not CO2. Not CO2, not you. It's the sun, and it's electrical, and you can't tax that. And that is well, the that's whole a great reason summary, David. that I try to deliver are so pushed back against. All right, you've, you've nailed it. Uh, if people don't wake up now, they never will. Mass starvation is coming across our planet. People get prepared or you won't be able to make it through this. And it means learning how to grow food and also having some food stockpiles as a buffer. But you've got to be able to grow it. David Dubine, I want to thank you for joining us today. Your channel is Adapt 2030. And you've been watching the Alex Jones Show fourth hour today here on Infowars.com. Be sure to get a copy of Alex's new book, The Great Reset, at InfoWarsStore.com. Signed editions are available. Thank you for watching today. God bless. We have done incredible things together. The InfoWars family that you are the heart of has changed the world for the better. Humanity's not being hit flat-footed by the globalist takeover. The resistance is exploding all across the world, and it is incredible. So I salute you, and I thank you for your support. You are what they fear most, populist patriots, not just in the U.S., but worldwide, that want a pro-human future. Our work has never been more important, and InfoWars has never been under greater attack. And we have plans and operations that we know will not just keep us on the air, but make InfoWars more effective than ever. A lot of projects we've been involved in are just now launching, like the book, like Alex's War, and so many other projects that are three or four months behind, but are about to be rolled out. But those projects could be blown up on the ground, on the launch pad, if we don't get hundreds of thousands of dollars of extra funding every month for the next six months at least, because the bandwidth alone at Bandot Video is costing us hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, because it's a rebel outpost with five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten million views a day changing the world. So again, thank you for what you've done there, but help keep us on the air now more than ever. The Great Reset book, now available for pre-order, also signed copies, InfoWarsTore.com. It's the enemy's battle plan, absolute must-have, InfoWarsTore.com. Please get it there now.
We also have Vitamin Mineral Fusion, sold out for a long time. Our number one best-selling product, so good for your immune system. It is back in stock discounted, InfoWarsStore.com. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, our newest product, Diet Force. I've already lost 39 pounds on this. Yeah, I was getting really fat. InfoWarsStore.com. You get all three of our great toothpaste that are fluoride-free for 50% off together or 40% off individually. We need funds now more than ever. Help keep us on the air at this critical juncture, and you're going to see major victory very, very soon. Hell, we're already seeing it. So I salute you. I thank you. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and check out these and other amazing products.